Yeah, I always wanted to be a singer. On the road again. Sing it with me, Trick. I can't wait to get on the road again. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. All righty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're talking about music again. Longtime listeners know I'm a big fan of music. I love all kinds of music. From show tunes to rock, from hip-hop to the blues... From classical to jazz, I love it all. Not every piece of music by every artist, but I'm open-minded. I like it. I'll give it a chance. And giving it a chance is kind of the theme of today's episode, because we're going to take you back to the 1970s today. Now, for some folks of a certain age, that's like, yay, great music, awesome stuff. And for other folks, they're going to be, really? The 1970s disco? I don't need to hear any more disco. I've got the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. I don't need anything else. Oh, let me tell you. The 70s had a lot more than disco. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, disco was born in the 70s, really. For all intents and purposes, disco, the Bee Gees, Yvonne Elliman, all of those guys, they came along in the 70s. And it's all thanks to Saturday Night Fever. But there was a lot of other music in the 70s, and I wanted to do this episode today because I think a lot of the music is underappreciated and forgotten. Now, a lot of the 70s was before I was really aware of music. I mean, you know, it was on, but I didn't really care. I was a little kid. I didn't care. But that's one of the things about 70s music that I don't think is appreciated as much today. Music that came out in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s had a lot of staying power that a lot of the music that has come out in the 90s and the 2000s and the 2010s, those songs don't linger. They don't last. They don't have the staying power that some of that early stuff did. I could go back to the 60s. We're not going to do that maybe in another episode. But in the 70s, if a song came out in 1972 and hit number one, it would still stay on radio playlists for five, six, seven, eight years. Sometimes more if it was a big, big hit. It would graduate from the heavy rotation to the late rotation to the classical rotation. But you'd hear a song for years after it was released. And that's why some of the songs became known as classics. Because they hung around for years and we heard them for literally decades. So, as I said at the beginning, for some of you, when you hear these songs, you're going to go, Oh, yeah, I remember that that was an awesome song. Well, I hope you say that. I think these are all awesome songs that I'm going to talk about today. But even if you don't think it's awesome, I bet you remember it if you're of a certain age. And for you younger folks, I hope you listen to some of these intros and give these artists a chance at some point. Now, as I usually do in my musical episodes, I'm going to talk a little about this genre before we get into it. And then we're going to play a little name that tune kind of thing. I'm going to do the intro to the song without telling you who it is. That way you can guess along. Oh, what's that song? Damn, I know that. And then I'll talk about the artist. I'll talk about the song. And I'm going to give you a little information about both. Don't worry, this isn't going to be a music class. There's no quiz at the end. This is just informational stuff that, at least for me, is really interesting. And in some cases, it helps give the song a little extra meaning for me. But before I get to the songs, I just want to talk about the genre, I guess is the best way to put it, of what we're talking about today. I mentioned disco. No disco today. But the 70s also had its share of hard rock. It had its share of heavy metal. But the genre that I always heard in my house when I was a kid... It was described in a couple of different ways. A lot of times it was called adult contemporary, which meant it wasn't too hard, it wasn't too soft, it was just right. 
That's how some of the radio stations would bill it. It was just right. So adult contemporary was a recognized category. Some of the songs fell into a category called folk rock, which was more like the singer-songwriter type of thing. Someone like John Denver would be a singer-songwriter. They would write songs that would tell a story and have a kind of a mellow beat, and you could understand the lyrics. All important things for a singer-songwriter. Sometimes these songs were considered easy listening. Because don't forget, in the 70s, you had a whole generation of parents born in the 40s, born in the 50s, and the whole rock and roll thing, the Beatles, the Beach Boys, the Rolling Stones, this was all alien stuff to them, and they hated it. Anything with a driving beat, heavy bass, electric guitar, screaming vocals, anything like that was horrible to a certain segment of the population. They grew up with mellow stuff, with crooners like Perry Como, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, the big bands, Benny Goodman. They didn't like their music to be yelled at them. So in the 70s, they developed easy listening. So some of the new artists who were coming out, who didn't have the driving guitar or the big bass line, they could get some airplay. And your parents actually might like them. And that's what I'm focusing on today. There's some great songs from the easy listening slash adult contemporary slash folk rock category. And I mean, they're really good songs, either because of the message in the song or just because of the beat, the feeling that it gives. The lyrics are really nice. The musical line is really memorable. So what I want to do for you today is just give you a sampling of some of the 70s songs that were easy listening, adult contemporary, that to me are very memorable and are worth your while. If you want to go give them a listen or look up the artists who did them and give all of their songs a listen. Because these people, by and large, put out great music in the 70s. As always, with these musical episodes, I always like to put the disclaimer in there. This is the fair use disclaimer. I do include it in the description to the episode, but basically this is fair use of these clips. This is for commentary and education, and this disclaimer is basically to cover my butt. Now I'm going to start with one of the first ones that sprung to my mind when I decided to do this episode. These artists and this song really, for me, defined the adult contemporary slash easy listening category. This is a song called Summer Breeze by Seals and Crofts. Now, Seals and Crofts were huge in the 70s. This is one of their earlier hits. It got to number six in 1972. I didn't hear it in 72. It wasn't until years later that I became aware of this song, but it helped inspire this episode because it wasn't until years later, I mean literally years later, that I was ever aware of this song, but it kept getting airplay every summer because it was a great summer song. And they would bring out Summer Breeze every summer, year after year after year after year. And you'd remember Seals and Crofts. To me, it's one of those quintessential summer songs. It just has that nice summery feel to it. Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. Going through the jazz gonna 
It just has a feel-good quality to it, and I really just love this song. By the way, a little bit of trivia about this song. It's been covered a couple of times. The Isley Brothers did a really interesting cover of it in 1974. A little more upbeat, a little more driving backbeat on it. But I think my favorite cover of it came in 1993, something like 20 years after it was released. I'm not going to play it for you, but here's your homework for this particular song. Go on to YouTube. I want you to search Summer Breeze Type O Negative. Type O Negative is a heavy metal band, and in 1993, they released their album Bloody Kisses. And on that album is their cover of this song. Picture, if you will, a gothic heavy metal version of Summer Breeze. And that's what you'll get. All right, this next one is one that defined this artist for me when I was a kid. I fell in love with her voice as soon as I heard this song. And after I heard this song, I wanted to have every record she ever recorded because I loved her voice. This is Olivia Newton-John, and the song is Have You Never Been Mellow. I don't know why this is the one that stuck in my head. She had other songs that came out. I remember I Honestly Love You. That's one of her big hits. That's such a sad song. A kind of a painful love song, I guess. had some country feeling songs let me be there and for years and years and years i didn't know she was from australia then i heard her interviewed and i went oh what a great accent and i fell in love with her all over again now of course you know olivia newton john she was in the movie greece she did summer nights you're the one that i want with travolta she had the big hit in the 80s physical she had a bunch of hits but this is the one that put her on the map for me and really fit into that adult contemporary category From Olivia Newton-John, I'm going to go to a little lesser-known group. And this is another one of those 70s hits that defined the group for me, but they kind of disappeared after this song. The group is called 10CC. They're from the UK. The song is I'm Not In Love. 
which is actually a love song that the lead singer and writer wrote for his wife. The title doesn't make it sound like a love song, but it actually is. Now, 10CC had another hit called The Things We Do For Love, which is a little more upbeat than this one. But this is the one that always sticks in my head, and you'll hear this one in movies. It was in The Virgin Suicides. It was actually in Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. It's been on TV shows, The Office, Veronica Mars. And it was even in Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories. So this song has gotten a lot of airplay and media play over the years, but I remember it when it was on the radio. Now this next one is from a big artist who had a lot of songs out there, but this one is one of his early solo hits from the 70s. And again, it's one that I remember because it was on the radio all of the time. The name of the song is Whenever I Call You Friend. The artist Kenny Loggins, from originally the group Loggins and Messina, they had some early hits, House on Pooh Corner, Your Mama Won't Dance. That was Loggins and Messina. And then they split up, and Kenny started doing songs on his own, including Whenever I Call You Friend. And he was having a pretty good career. Then all of a sudden, he became movie theme guy. Because if you don't know Whenever I Call You Friend, I'm sure you know I'm Alright from Caddyshack. Danger Zone from Top Gun. There was a little song he did called Footloose. I think there was a movie by that name as well. And he had other movie themes too, but those are the big three. So Kenny Loggins did okay for himself. But Whenever I Call You Friend is the song that I first remember hearing from Kenny Loggins. Now this next one is from an artist who was a star in the 50s and the early 60s and kind of disappeared, at least as a recording artist. He continued to write songs. I mean, this guy wrote over 500 songs for himself and others to record. And one of the connections he made was with Elton John. And that connection led to this song.
This is Neil Sedaka, and the song is Laughter in the Rain. Now, he released this in 1975, and it went to number one. It was the first time that he'd had a hit on the charts since 1962. In 1962, he did a song called Breaking Up is Hard to Do, which he remade in the 70s. But Laughter in the Rain basically revived his career, at least as a performer. Now, before that, here's a little trivia for you. He helped write a little song called Ring Ring. You may or may not know it. It's kind of obscure-ish. It was recorded in 1973 for the Eurovision competition by a little group that eventually became known as ABBA. And Neil Sedaka made his connections with Elton John after working with all kinds of international artists over the years, including that little song. But Laughter in the Rain was another one of those songs that was just on the radio all of the time. And I remember hearing it over and over again, and it just kind of sinks into your subconscious. And every once in a while, you hear those notes come out and you go, oh yeah, Neil Sedaka, I remember him. This next one is from one of my favorite artists, and he's got one of the saddest stories, because he wrote some of the best songs that singer-songwriters have ever written, in my opinion, and this is one of the best that he did. If I could save time in a bottle The first thing that I'd like to do Is to save every day Till eternity passes away Just to spend them with you If I could make days last forever If words could make wishes come true The song is called Time in a Bottle. The artist is Jim Croce. You may know Jim Croce's other songs. He had a couple of really popular hits. Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. You Don't Mess Around with Jim. Operator. Sadly, Jim Croce was killed in a plane crash in September of 1973. He'd just finished a concert, was on his way to another concert, and the little plane he was in with his band crashed in Louisiana. It was the day before his new single, I Got a Name, was supposed to release. He was 30 years old. The crash was blamed on pilot error. I won't bore you with the details, but it was a really sad, stupid ending to a promising artist's life. After he died, they still released his album, He had a couple more hits after he died, including Working at the Car Wash Blues and I'll Have to Say I Love You in a Song. And of course, I Got a Name. But I still think Time in a Bottle is one of my favorite Jim Croce songs. This next one is another one of those storyteller, folk rock kind of songs. It's by a group that was formed in England by some sons of U.S. servicemen who were stationed there. On the first part of the 
The song is called A Horse With No Name, the band's name, America. America had a lot of hits. I mean, just off the top of my head, Daisy Jane, Sister Golden Hair, Ventura Highway. All great karaoke songs for me, because they're all within my range. But all super familiar songs, because they just played on the radio all the time. But A Horse With No Name is one of my favorites. Now, some people say that the horse is a reference to heroin and is a drug song. And the lead singer of America, a guy named Dewey Bunnell denies that. He wrote the song. He should know. He said it's a song about finding comfort in a place of tranquility, which for him was in the desert. And that kind of makes sense if you're living in rainy old England. A nice, quiet, sunny, dry place is a very tranquil place. Dewey said that's what it's about. But if you bring something different to it, that's okay. Like a lot of these songs that we're talking about, Horse With No Name has been in a bunch of TV shows and a bunch of movies. You may have heard it in Parks and Recreation or even The Simpsons. It was in Air America, the movie from the 90s. It was an American Hustle. If you give a listen, you'll hear some of these classic 70s songs and a lot of TV shows and movies that you probably know and love. This next one is from, like, the king of the singer-songwriter folk rock guys. He basically defined the folk rock sound of the 60s and the 70s. This is Gordon Lightfoot, and the song is called Sundown. It went to number one in 1974, but it wasn't his first hit by any means. If You Could Read My Mind is one of the biggest hits that he did, but he also had Carefree Highway, Rainy Day People, and then maybe the biggest of all, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That's all Gordon Lightfoot. And talk about a singer-songwriter-storyteller. Gordon Lightfoot could write a song. And he wrote songs for tons of people. People covered his songs. Everybody from Elvis to Johnny Cash to Judy Collins to Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, Sarah McLaughlin, they all had Gordon Lightfoot songs in their catalog. Gordon Lightfoot is basically a musical legend. And if you haven't taken the time to listen to Gordon Lightfoot's catalog, you should. Go find Gordon Lightfoot music and listen to it. It's good stuff. Now, like a lot of the songs on this list, Sundown is featured in movies. If you saw the recent Knives Out, it was in that. If you saw the movie The Beach Bum, it was in that. It was in the TV show The Blacklist. It was also in the TV show Philomena. You can hear Gordon Lightfoot in movies and TV shows if you listen. And Sundown is such a great song. Last on the list today, it's the only number one hit in this singer's career. Another singer-songwriter telling a story in the folk rock genre. And this went to number one in 1974. Child arrived just the other day. He came- 
came to the world in the usual way But there were planes to catch and bills to pay He learned to walk while I was away And he was talking for I knew it And as he grew, he'd say I'm gonna be like you, Dad You know I'm gonna be like you And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man on the moon When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. It's one of those tragic, heartbreaking story songs about a father and son relationship. The father's too busy with work, he can't schedule time with his kid, but always promises that he will. And the son says, I'm going to be like you, Dad. And then the end, the son is like the father and can't schedule time for his father because he's too busy with his job. Oh yeah, this is one of those heartbreaking, tear-jerking songs that singer-songwriters are famous for. And boy, does it hit so many people right in the fields. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. And really, it does so because it's so on point for so many people. The sad part about Harry Chapin is he met an untimely demise as well. In 1981, he was killed in a car crash. He was driving his car and a tractor trailer hit him and killed him outside of New York. The epitaph that he left is lyrics from one of the songs that he wrote in 1978. The song is called I Wonder What Would Happen to This World, and his epitaph is this. Oh, if a man tried to take his time on earth and prove before he died what one man's life could be worth, I wonder what would happen to this world. So there's some songs for you to add to your catalog. There's some songs to add to your playlists. Some of them are happy, feel-good songs. Some of them are kind of sad. Some of them make you think. Some of them take you on journeys that you didn't expect to go on. But if you get something out of it, that's the sign of a good song, isn't it? And that's why I invite you to give a listen to some of the songs from the 70s. You can skip past the disco if you want to. You can skip past the Bachman-Turner Overdrive if you don't want the rock. But look up folks like America and Three Dog Night, who I didn't even put on this list. I'll save them for a future list. We didn't even get to James Taylor, Eric Carmen. There's a whole lot of folks out there. And yes, just from the names that I've mentioned, you know there's going to be another 70s episode coming up at some point. But we'll fit that in when we can. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you taking the time to indulge my musical tastes. I have wide and varied tastes, as I'm sure you've come to know. And as always, I appreciate the fact that you're just here listening to anything that I say. It means the world to me, and I can't thank you enough. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.